you forget, but I don't. I read minds. You're thinking, I thought we dumped this guy last year. <laughs> or you're thinking, how far did John have to get down on his list of people to preach for him that he came to me? Well, you're stuck. But the good news is, one week only, so it's okay. I need to thank you. I need, need to tell you, um, September 11th is when I preached here. It was my last Sunday here. Some of you forget that, but September 11th, okay? So I don't know if you know the story, but after church service was over, John and Arlene took us out for lunch. You know this story? <laughs> I took one bite of the meat and stuck. And I could not dislodge it. I could speak. I could breathe. I could not drink anything, could not eat anything. So I packed up the meal. Debbie and I drove home all afternoon. <clears throat> so about 5 o'clock, I said to Debbie, uh, I need to go to the hospital. I just couldn't get it. So I went to the hospital and went in, and uh, doctor came in. I said, I know this is stupid, but I got this piece of meat stuck. He goes, it happens every day. We'll give you some medicine. You'll relax the throat. It'll go, it'll be swallow. Great. No. Every other minute, some, it seemed like every other minute, somebody would walk in the room and say, birth date and name. It kept asking me that. And believe it or not, some people don't get my humor. So I started giving a different birth date. <laughs> they didn't think it was funny. So anyway, I sat there for about an hour and a half. Debbie, of course, holding my hand because I am not a good patient. He comes back in and says, uh, we just called the surgeon. We're going to prep you for the OR. You're going in and having it scoped out. <sighs> okay. So they prep me, you know, and I have the proverbial robe. Do I need to go any further with that? You know what I mean? You know, I could just pray and leave here too. Don't. <laughs> so anyway, they prep me. They take me to the OR. Of course, the first thing they ask me is birth date. I give them the right birth date, but I'm just tired of it. And the, your name? And so I just say, John Collins. <laughs> they didn't think that was funny either. So anyway, the good news is I woke up. It was gone, so at, I got home at midnight, hadn't eaten anything all day, and I ate my dinner at midnight on September 11th, or I guess actually September 12th. So that was my day. If I get a piece of meat stuck today in my throat, I will not come back to this building. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> okay. <sighs> I forgot how tough a crowd this was. <laughs> but you know what? Seriously, um, this will always be my church family. Right here. Okay. I love the fact that this can be my church family. Um, we're looking at the book of Amos today, and I know you've been uh, looking at the prophets, the minor prophets. Um, book of Amos. 
And John or Alex has probably said, a lot of times we just don't really get into a lot of these minor prophet books, but here we go. Hear God's word. In contrast, I was always on your side. I destroyed the Amorites who confronted you. Amorites with the stature of great cedars, tough as thick oaks. I destroyed them from the top branches down. I destroyed them from the roots up. And yes, I'm the one that delivered you from Egypt, led you safely through the wilderness for 40 years, and then handed you the country of the Amorites like a piece of cake on a platter. I raised up some of your young men to be prophets, set aside your best youth for training in holiness. Isn't this so, Israel? God's decree. But you made the youth in training break training, and you told the young prophets, don't prophesy. You're too much for me. I'm hard-pressed to the breaking point. I'm like a wagon piled high and overloaded, creaking and groaning. When I go into action, what will you do? There's no place to run, no matter how fast you run. The strength of the strong won't count. Fighters won't make it. Skilled archers won't make it. Fast runners won't make it. Chariot drivers won't make it. Even the bravest of all your warriors won't make it. To run off for dear life, strip naked. God's decree. This ends the reading of God's holy word. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this time that we can spend together as we look into your word. Bless us, God. Open our hearts and our minds. We pray all these things in the matchless name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So we have this farmer, Mr. Amos. You know, as soon as I, John said, you have Amos, you know what I thought of? Some of you remember this. I thought of famous Amos chocolate chip cookies. Anybody remember famous Amos? Are they still available? Are they? Okay. They're not as good as Debbie's chocolate chip cookies. I know that. But this farmer is giving God's message of judgment because judgment is coming. And it's a call to repent, but a message with hope included. His message applied then, and I think we'll see that it certainly applies today. A message from a farmer, from a shepherd, from a man who grew figs, to obey the call of God. I've told you many times, and this is a great example of this, God is not looking for ability. God looks for availability. For to say that Amos was out of his comfort zone was an understatement. His message about um, 2,800 years ago. But again, I think his message, I know his message is also for today. You know the old saying, one thing we learn from history is what? We do not learn from history. That applies to this message today. His message was to a people who rejected God's word, who worshiped idols, who took advantage of the less fortunate, who abused their power, 
who rejected God's values. Many of these people were envious of other people. This message is for today. You know, many people laugh at um, God's word, and they simply say, well, that was fine back then, but now that's just old-fashioned. You know, if we're honest, we have to confess that we often worship wealth. We, we like prosperity. If we're honest, we're, we in, we're into materialism, and we often neglect the needy. I mean, the true needy. And those that are able to work and don't work, well, we simply have a name for that. It's welfare. If you abuse power, we call it political savvy. Many want more, more, more. They want what they don't have. You know what we call that? We call that ambition. Many people are addicted to porn. You know what we call that? We call that freedom of expression. We need to listen to this story of Amos, to this message. The time-honored values are no longer adhered to, and we just call that sophistication. Thousands of years separate us from this message from Amos. We need to hear this message today. Amos was talking to people, it was directed to people who were filled with sin, were filled with corruption, and they didn't care. To these people, God was no longer a priority. Does that apply today? When Amos gave this message, it was a time, a golden age, wealth, moral decay, a disregard for God. This message and this world that we live in today, we too, if we're honest, We've neglected our spiritual walk. You know, many times, comfort is the devil's weapon. Satan loves to make you comfortable. It's a weapon he uses. We start to rely on self. And we remove God from top priority. Amos says in this book, woe to you, or be careful you who are complacent when it comes to sin. God judged other nations. Now, he's going to judge his people. If we're honest, we too fall into the trap of thinking, well, you know, it's only non-Christians that need to change. Careful of the trap of well, I go to church, I give offering, so my sins really aren't that bad. They're okay. Have we rejected God's law? Have we made idols by worshiping things? Have we ever abused the less fortunate? 
Have we ever found pleasure at the expense of others? Have we become a self-centered culture? Have we made religion comfortable? The message of Amos comes with a call to repent. Chapter 5 in the book of Amos, seek God and live, God will be with you. The year 2023, it's time to turn to God, turn back to God, to follow his word. This is a great quote. It cannot be emphasized too strongly or too often that our great nation was founded not by religionists, but by Christians. It was not founded on a religion, but was founded on the gospel of Jesus Christ. Again, it cannot be emphasized too strongly or too often that our great nation was founded not by religionists, but by Christians. It was founded not on a religion, but on the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, that was Patrick Henry. A great starting point for 2023, the four-letter word, pray. Pray. Second Chronicles. If my people will humble themselves and pray, seek me, turn from their evil ways, I will forgive them. Pray, pray, pray. It's simple, but we don't do it. You know, you're aware of the fact that um, the other week uh, in that football game in Buffalo, the um, player had heart problems right there in the field, and they didn't know if he was going to make it or not. They revived him a couple times. And then you heard a lot of people say, well, our thoughts and our prayers are with him. And that's fine. But one thing that jumped out at me is, and this is amazing, is that on ESPN, one of the reporters said, I'm going to pray right now. And he prayed on the air. And the headlines were, he prayed. It wasn't that long ago that that wouldn't have been a headline, that he prayed. But he did. He prayed. And don't forget, pray Prayer is simply, it's talking to God. You don't need big words. You don't need to speak in a different tone. Just talk to God. He created you. He knows your voice. The shepherd knows your voice. The good news is that in Amos Day and today, this message is with, although with judgment, it comes with a vision of hope. Chapter 9 of Amos. I will repair. I will restore. I will build new. Amos gives his audience an opportunity to repent. We too have that opportunity. God is in control. God shows his love throughout, for his people throughout the Bible. 66 books, 66 love books, books of love. 
Yes, sometimes God love, God's love is tough. Sometimes God's love is bold. But it's always the truth. Those who repent can live in the warmth of God's great love. We who know God's great love have a responsibility to act, to live like holy people, to help the weak, to give out mercy, to give out justice, to give out compassion, to share Jesus directly with people, to love all people, and never taking advantage of the less fortunate. Do our beliefs match the Bible? Does our daily walk match the Bible? There is absolute truth. And the absolute truth is found in the Bible. Is our priority prosperity? Or is our priority Jesus? We're called to be the light of the world. We can only do that if we walk in the light of God's word. We can only do that if we walk in the light of Jesus. Always surrendering to his will, his way. You know, it was only last month that we sang God and sinners, what? Reconciled. God and sinners reconciled. That's hope. In 1 Peter, we see what a God we have. We're fortunate to have him. Jesus was raised from the dead. We're given a new life, a future in heaven, and the future starts today. Now, it costs God plenty to get us out of our dead-end lives. He paid the debt with the sacrificial blood of Jesus. Isaiah, wait upon God and receive fresh strength. Soar like an eagle. God will lead you. And from the book of Psalms, fix your eyes on God. He is your God, and you are his. The message of Amos, important 2,800 years ago? Absolutely. It's important today. Take a look at your life. Does it parallel God's way? Does it parallel God's word? Are we living our life as God directed or are we living our life as I direct my life? We need to spend time in prayer. Eric said that during the communion meditation. In his word, we need to be. Are we seeking God or are we seeking self? You know, many times when we have troubles, we go to God, but many times blessings divert us that, well, we're okay, we don't, we don't need God, and that's a fallacy. 
If you never came to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, today would be a great day. The good news is, he doesn't care about your past. That's good news. How do I know that? The Bible says, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our sins from us. They are gone. The Bible says Christ died once and for all for how many sins? All sins. That means yours. That means mine. I don't care what you did. Much more importantly, God doesn't care. Today's the day. I don't care if you rejected him your whole life. It doesn't matter. Today you can change that. The message of Amos 2,800 years ago and the message today is the same. Remember, we don't learn from history. If you've never got down on your knees and said, God, I'm a sinner, I need you. If you never accepted the gift, and the Bible says that eternal life is a gift. The gift of God is eternal life. And we know that if it's a gift, we don't pay for it. You don't pay for a gift. God has given you a gift. You need to accept it. That's the deal. You need to accept the gift. Until you accept the gift, sorry, but when you accept the gift, that instant, you're with Jesus. He loves you. He cares for you. You're bought with a price. You're precious. You're the crown of creation. He loves you. Yes, with everything in the past, I don't care about yesterday. Again, he doesn't. He loves you. He wants to be in relationship with you. How do you do that? Just, God, I'm a sinner. Please forgive me. I accept the gift of eternal life. If you've never done that, talk to somebody. Talk to Eric. Talk to Alex. Talk to John. Talk to me. But most importantly, what? Talk to God. That's where we need to be. The message of Amos. Yes, judgment, but with hope. Great hope. It's not too late. It's not too late. We don't know the day that we leave this planet. And as I said, it's good we don't know the day. Because if we knew the day, 20,000 days before that, we'd start worrying. But God knows. It's all in control. He's in control. Nothing happens without his control. The president of the United States currently, God knew he'd be president. It's okay. God is in control. God loves you. Accept the gift. Today's the day. It's a great day to accept the gift. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for loving us, for caring for us, um, for the fact, God, that we, we can come to you with, with all of our many, many mistakes and that it's okay because of your great, great love your mercy, your grace, and your forgiveness of all the things we've done. Because 2,000 years ago on the cross, you knew about our sins and went willingly to the cross for only one reason, because of your great, great love. And we pray all these things in the matchless name of Jesus Christ. Amen.